Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. So glad to be with you again on our podcast. I hope things are well in your world and uh, just really have uh, enjoyed connecting with you that uh, listen to the podcast. I do encourage you to uh, let people know about the podcast. They're available on Tuesdays and Thursdays and uh, you can access them again. I'm not sure how you do. Uh, Spotify, um, Apple, and uh, um, I forgot the third one. Or you can go to MitchHorton.com or our website at VictoryChurchRaleigh.com. Let your friends know about that and uh, spread the word that, uh, you know, here's a pastor. All I want to do is be a blessing to you and, and, and help benefit your spiritual life so you can be all that God has called you to be in this life. So uh, anyway, glad to be with you again today. We've been talking about, we've been talking about um, um, the Holy Spirit being involved in our lives. Does look like we're the last generation just before Jesus returns. It's uh, a little uncanny to me to think that way, but because I've been hearing it for so many decades of my life, and uh, and now it seems like uh, it's surreal, like it really could be happening. So, you know, this is a, a really intense time of dramatic change worldwide, and uh, in our nation particularly, there are forces that are really seeking to rip this nation to shreds and take away from us every vestige, vestige of Judeo-Christian ethic that we have ever known, to tear apart the family structure and to uh, um, uh, disseminate the ways that we pass genera- uh, information from one generation to the next. So, you know, we, we need, uh, this is a spiritual battle, it's a spiritual war, and we need spiritual weapons. And what better way to fight a spiritual battle than with the weapons that the Holy Spirit provides us? So been talking about the need for the baptism with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received, receive that experience. Ask God for it. If you're a believer, uh, there is a, a, another work of the Holy Spirit called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. After you've been born again, ask Him. Seek so you can find and then I've been talking the last number of podcasts about praying in the Spirit. And again, God wants us to have His best for this day. Before I go there, Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20, listen uh, to the New Living Translation. God said to His old covenant people, so applicable to us today, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life, God says, so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, that was to the old covenant believers, but you know, it's very applicable to us today, every day, we have to choose life between life and death, between blessings and curses. And my admonishment to all of us is this is a day to yield to the Holy Spirit. And this is a day to avail ourselves to the, uh, just to the things God has made available to help our lives be successful as we go, as we navigate through a very dark time. So I've been talking about 10 reasons every believer should pray in the Spirit. And I mean every day. And uh, we've gone over 
seven of these, and we'll finish this today and, uh, and finish. So uh, we've actually gone over six of these. The first one is, it's the will of God for every believer to pray in the Spirit. We've talked about that. Uh, number two, it, uh, praying in the Spirit helps unseat the control the unrenewed mind exerts over your spiritual life. Third reason to pray in the Spirit every day is that it provides a way for you to pray about things that you don't know about. And let's be real, most of the future we don't know about. So what better way to pray than to pray in the Spirit? Number four, it provides a way uh, to pray God's perfect will. And what better way to pray than to pray God's perfect will? God has given us a method and a way that we can pray the perfect will of God for whatever we're praying. And so the fifth reason to pray in the Spirit every day is that it provides a way to uh, it provides a way for us to charge ourselves up spiritually. So again, praying in the Spirit. This is one thing I've noticed over the years, and I mentioned this last time, but let me say it again: uh, is that um, uh, just because of the pressure of being in ministry, you know, uh, when I when I really got in ministry was was in 1980. 84. I worked for a church beginning in 1982 and left my secular occupation. But where the pressure really came in my life is when I had a, when I had a staff, pastoral staff position. And, you know, that required a lot of me as a young man in my 20s. It required that I be on spiritually all the time. And I had never lived that way before. I was a believer. I loved Jesus. But I had to be on task at all times and ready for anything Anytime, and for me that was really different. So I went from being a, a fairly strong believer uh, to just a different vein of of not only having to keep my, my my personal spiritual life nurtured and strong, but so strong that when somebody came, you know, asking me for help and needing uh, spiritual uh, assistance, that I had the wherewithal to give them. And to do that, I found if I pray in the Spirit every day, one of the benefits of praying in the Spirit is that it charges you spiritually. He that prays in the tongue edifies himself, 1 Corinthians 14, 3 says. So there is a big place for that. You build up yourselves on your most holy faith by praying in the Spirit, charges you up. Boy, we need that spiritual charge now more than ever before just because of the volume of things that are we're challenged with seems like on every level of life and you know if you've got that spiritual charge going on by praying in the spirit you know instead of getting in the flesh getting cantankerous getting upset you know we can respond spiritually rather than carnally to the pressures that come and it's helped me so so very much the sixth reason that we need to pray in the spirit every day is that it provides a way for us to be refreshed spiritually. Now, that's similar to uh, a spiritual charge with number five, but number six comes from Isaiah 28, verses 11 and 12. And this is really a prophecy from the Old Testament about praying in the Spirit. And it says, For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. So there is a rest and there is a refreshing when you pray in the Spirit. Let me mention again, this is not a natural rest. It's a spiritual rest, and it is a spiritual refreshing. 
And you know what you find out? If we're built up on the inside, it has an effect on our outward person. And so if we have a lot of demands on us and there are a lot of pressures here and there, it, that's why it behooves us to keep ourselves built up on the inside. Um, you know, Proverbs chapter 4, you know, it says, he says, be diligent and take care of your heart for out of it proceeds the issues of life. Who we are on the inside determines how we uh, approach life with everything we're involved in. So the spiritual life touches everything. If we can find a way to be refreshed spiritually, then you know what? It'll fan out and spread out into every other area of life. Praying in the Spirit is the rest, he says, with which you may cause the weary to rest. So take some time every day to pray in the Spirit. We need physical rest. Y'all, we also need spiritual rest. Part of that spiritual rest comes from praying in the Spirit. It's a wonderful thing. I encourage you to be involved in it every single day. Uh, number seven, seventh reason we should pray in the Spirit is that it magnifies God in your life. I get this from Acts chapter 10, verse 46. In Cornelius' household, Peter was uh, preaching, and while he spoke, the Holy Spirit fell on those that heard the word, and it says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, now, praying in the Spirit, one of the things it does is it magnifies God. Let me ask you a question. What happens when you magnify something? Well, the obvious answer is it makes that thing bigger. So when you magnify God, it makes God bigger. Bigger than what? Bigger than all of the opposing thoughts, all of the opposing feelings, and all of the opposing circumstances around you. He is the creator and sustainer of all things. Praying in the Spirit keeps us conscious and aware of His presence on the inside of us. So in that sense, I, I mean, I, I can tell you, I've been doing this for so, so many decades now. Every day, if I'm if I'm commuting in my vehicle somewhere, I may be listening to a, a podcast or, uh, or something or, or some music, but I'm probably praying in the Spirit under my breath. And I, I find as I'm doing what I need to do, I do natural things and spiritual things. Of course, my occupation as pastor, I'm involved with a lot of spiritual things. But you know what? I find myself going to and fro, doing this and that. And I'm just praying in the Spirit under my breath cool thing about praying in the Spirit is you don't have to do it very loudly for it to be effective. And let me mention again that recently, you and you may have had these experiences recently, the Lord has been awakening me at night, sometimes 2.30, 3 o'clock, regularly 3 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and I just lay there quietly, you know, of course my wife is with me, um, but and I don't wake her up, she's in bed with me, but you know what, just pray in the Spirit. Pray very quietly. See, 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 uh, loudness doesn't, doesn't denote effectiveness. No, you can be quiet and you can be effective praying in the Spirit. So again, it keeps you aware of the presence of God inside. And if you're aware of the presence of God inside you, it definitely tempers uh, what you say to others, how you approach others, your demeanor. It, it also affects what you do. But if you're aware that the presence of God is within you and you're a container of, uh, 
of, of, of Jesus by the person of the Holy Spirit. So again, the seventh reason to pray in the Spirit every day is it magnifies God in your life. And that's a, that's a really, really cool thing. The eighth reason to pray in the Spirit is it provides a way to offer praise and thanksgiving to God. 1 Corinthians 14, 16, and 17 says, Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen the giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say. And then he says in verse 17, For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. Have you ever um, just been worshiping the Lord and wanting to tell him how wonderful he is and maybe he's done something particularly special for you, maybe an answered prayer or some something's come through you've been believing for for a long time. You ever felt yourself at a loss for words and just really being able to express your heart about how you feel towards God about this or that or the other. Well, see, praying in the Spirit is one way to do it. I've often had times I say, God, I don't even know how to tell you in words how I feel about you and what you've done for me and just who you are as a person that I know, the, the God of the universe. And so, you know, when you take some time, and this is what this verse says, you give thanks well, you pray in the Spirit and, uh, and, and express your heart by praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues to the Lord, it says one thing you can do is you give thanks well. Now, I don't do this usually around other people. In fact, you know, if I'm blessing the food at a restaurant or even at my house, and, I, you know, we have our children, our grandchildren with us, or other friends, I'm probably not going to, you know, bless the food by praying in the Spirit because he said the others are not edified. It doesn't help them. I do this alone. I do this when I'm by myself, and um, I usually just bless my food in, in, in English, that my language, but again, when I'm off by myself and I'm just worshiping the Lord and very grateful for something that He's done, I find that if I pray in the Spirit, then I'm giving thanks well. The ninth reason uh, to pray in the Spirit, and I've touched on this a little bit before, there's a different little slant here, it helps you control your tongue. James 3, 2 says, For we all stumble in many things, if anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect or mature man, able also to bridle the whole body. And that word bridle, of course, is, uh, is, is a word pointed towards the bit in a horse's mouth that guides, that guides his body. And our words guide our life. So it says if you have a, a problem with your, with your words being out of control, take some time to pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit, you know, hits that, hits that ability to speak. It hits our conversation. It, uh, it directly affects the words that we speak. So you will find, and I have found in my life, beginning as a young man when I was 18, and here I am in my 60s, it has so changed, I mean, almost completely changed how I speak. It's changed how I talk, my self-talk to myself, I don't get on myself the way I used to because God created me. Uh, I'm his image, created in his likeness, created in Christ Jesus. And I'm not to talk despairingly about anything that God created, including myself. And then when I have conversation with others, I find that if I'm, I pray in the Spirit, it makes me aware of the Holy Spirit inside of me. It also helps me control my tongue. So perhaps you're challenged. Maybe you're challenged with gossip. Maybe you're a person in a habit pattern in your life you carried over from 
from being away from Jesus in the world was you gossip and you say things that you should not say about people that are not present. Well, you know what? You start praying in the Spirit and ask God to help you with that habit. I'm telling you, He can help you. Maybe you just have a negative way of speaking. Maybe you look on the, maybe you're a pessimist instead of an optimist. And maybe you look at the negative slant uh, on things instead of the positive slant on things. You know what? You'll find up. Uh, you'll find out if you pray in the Spirit. It, it's just amazing how the Holy Spirit will move you towards being positive and looking for the most positive thing that. Uh, you can for every issue that life brings up. I know it's that way for me, and you'll find it'll be that way for you as well. Again, praying in the Spirit, number nine, the ninth reason is it helps you control your tongue. The last reason, and I'll end this series with this, is that praying in the Spirit provides a doorway for other spiritual gifts to manifest in your, in your life. So how is that? Well, when you pray in tongues, your spirit motivated by the Holy Spirit is actually praying. And because praying in tongues makes you more aware of the Holy Spirit living in you, then you will find a greater manifestation of, of whatever spiritual gifts God uses you in after a season of praying in tongues. Now, I've been doing this for so long. Let me just share my personal experiences with this. And I'll give you one that's just, just hot off the press from last night. We had a service last night. I'm I'm recording this um, uh, on, on a day after we had a service. And in the service, I'm normally there. I'm worshiping. I'm singing. Uh, sometimes I have my eyes, eyes open. Sometimes they're closed. And I'm singing. But see, I'll go between singing and praying in the Spirit. And and I know, and, and I'm always saying, God, is there something different you want to do in this service? Is there something in this meeting uh, that you want to uh, say or do? And so I begin to pray in the Spirit and see if you know how God uses you. And let me say about me, here's what I've known for so long. God uses me in several spiritual gifts. Uh, maybe it's because I love words. I'm not sure why. I just know that uh, God has the first spiritual gift to manifest in my life was uh, the gift of prophecy. In a, in a meeting, a home meeting back in 1976 in Bishopville, South Carolina, of all places. And I was, I was on a Friday night. And I still remember the word that God gave me, but that was such a strong manifestation of the gift of prophecy. And I'd never felt the presence of God as strongly as I felt it when that manifested. But see, I had been praying in the Spirit all the way, and it was, I don't know, 20-something miles from my house to that little home uh, Bible study there in that small community, Bishopville, South Carolina, outside of uh, Florence, South Carolina. And uh, when I got there, I'd been praying in the Spirit, and we were worshiping and singing, and the Holy Spirit came on me. Now, that happened the first time, October of 1976, but at this point in time, over all these years since then, hundreds of times, I've been praying in the Spirit, whether it's in a small meeting in someone's home, or whether I'm by myself, or I'm in a service and I'm ministering at our church or a church that is open to spiritual things. You know, you, you, you don't cast your pearls before swine or you don't uh, manifest in a, or you, you just don't go there in, around people that don't want to have anything to do with it. But if I'm in a, in a meeting, and of course our local church, we like the Holy Spirit, we love the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So here's what I do. I'm worshiping, I'm singing, praying in the Spirit. Last, see, this, we just had a service yesterday. Praying in the Spirit, I'm praying in the Spirit. While I was praying in the Spirit, God gave me a word of knowledge. That is, words floated up from in, inside of me in my spirit. 
And I acted on those words when we had the intermission between praise and worship and me preaching. I just shared a few things, and boy, it was like, wow, it really ministered some people that I had no idea that it would. But see, that's the manifestation of the word of knowledge. And then um, praying in the Spirit. I've been praying in the Spirit. And I've had the manifestation of the gifts of healings, which God uses me in sometimes, and the manifestation of the gift of faith. And then praying in the Spirit. I'll have sometimes the manifestation of different kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. In fact, I was preaching, closing the service. Uh, and we, in fact, we had a service last night. And, um, and right towards the end, I was, uh, you know, everybody was standing. We were getting ready to conclude. I had shared one final thought. And then the Holy Spirit came on me. And I found myself saying it out loud in other tongues. It was different kinds of tongues. And then I interpreted what was said. See, the doorway to spiritual gifts to manifest in your life is by praying in the Spirit. It's a spiritual exercise. When you pray in the Spirit, um, you're activating the Holy Spirit inside of you. So, you know, if, uh, my encouragement, take some time and just throughout the day, as you're tooling through the day, you're doing what you do, uh, pray in the Spirit under your breath. It keeps you sensitive to God. And if you in the mornings, I usually say, Lord, I am blessed. Make me a blessing. Um, you know, Isaiah 50, verse 4, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I may know how to give a word in season to him that is weary. So I usually, before I leave my house in the morning, I say, Lord, make me a blessing to someone else today. Open it up so that I can, you've blessed me. Open it up that I can bless someone else in the name of Jesus. See, if you pray that way and then you pray in the Spirit, then whatever spiritual gifts God wants to use you in, it's amazing how they can just kind of suddenly open up when you least expect it. And that's the way it is with me. I often least expect for spiritual gifts to manifest. But see, when you pray in the Spirit, you open the door for spiritual gifts to manifest and for the Holy Spirit to manifest himself. Uh, along these lines, and while I'm talking, I'm trying to get to a particular scripture in my Bible. I just thought about 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and uh, I want to look at uh, New King James Version. You'll find in 1 Corinthians chapter um, 14, several verses here, we're encouraged by the Apostle Paul um, to earnestly desire the gift of prophecy. And uh, here's a few verses here. Uh, one is 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Pursue love, desire spiritual gifts. See if you love people, you want to help them. And so before you leave your house, do what I do. Say, Lord, manifest yourself as you will through me in spiritual gifts to help other people. He says, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So here he says, Pursue spiritual gifts, but also pursue prophecy. Is it right to pursue prophecy? He said right here, pursue prophecy. So I encourage you, ask the Lord to use you in the gift of prophecy. He may start in your private prayer life. Then when you're in small meetings, it may manifest if you're in a place where they're open to those kinds of things. And you'll find it be a real blessing to your life. Then he's in then verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 14, he says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless he indeed interprets that the church may receive edification. So the idea of different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and the gift of prophecy as spiritual gifts is something that is to be pursued by the believer because it can build someone else up. It can minister life to someone else. So again, 
we're encouraged to, uh, uh, he says, covet earnestly to prophesy. The very end of, uh, the very end of 1 Corinthians chapter um, um, 14, verse 39, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. Wow. And do not forbid to speak in tongues. I'm amazed at how many people want to forbid speaking in tongues when the scripture says, don't forbid speaking with tongues. Again, that's something we should practice in a private prayer life. And we should also desire earnestly to prophesy. So <laughs> let me say it. Years ago, we had this little saying, I double dog dare you. I don't know where that came from, but when I was a little boy, people would say it. I dare you to ask God, Lord, make me a blessing. And if I'm in a, a place where people need to be built up and encouraged and they're open to spiritual things, spiritual gifts, use me in the gift of prophecy, as you will, in Jesus' name. You'll be surprised God may begin to use you in your private prayer life. And that spirit of prophecy may come on you as you pray. It does me. And if you'll ask, it may happen sometimes. And then, and then you may be out in a meeting with people that are open to spiritual things and spiritual gifts. And God may use you in the gift of prophecy. Again, it may come as one word or several words. It'll come as an inspiration. It feels like something's blowing up inside of you. And you know you need to speak this out loud. You'll find you'll be really blessed. Again, the bottom line of saying all this is that it seems as though uh, praying in the spirit or praying in other tongues provides a doorway for other spiritual gifts to manifest in your life. So, you know, uh, many of the men of God, Lester Sumrall is one I followed uh, until his death in 1996, and I still read his books. Uh, Kenneth Hagin was one of my spiritual fathers, and uh, he, he often would mention the fact that the more he prayed in the Spirit, the more spiritual gifts would manifest. The less he prayed in the Spirit, the less spiritual gifts would manifest. So I encourage you, uh, use that gift that God gave you with the baptism with the Holy Spirit to be able to pray in the Spirit or pray with other tongues. It has blessed my life over the years. As we go into this really strange time, God wants to, God wants to minister to us so He can minister through us. And what better way than making spiritual preparation by taking some time to pray in the Spirit? I hope you've enjoyed this little series on this. We'll start back next time with something fresh. Until then... May God bless you and Lord minister life to us and then through us in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. Looking forward to talking to you next time. God bless. Well, thanks for listening to the Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.